Okay. What, Mario says that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mario saying okay is a real thing. Really? I'm sure a lot yeah. of people say okay, though. Right. It's me, a Mario. Okay. Play the fucking music. Like Actually, now, now you've done it back to me, it does sound familiar. I'm pretty sure it's Mario Kart. I've been playing Mario Kart over the weekend. I still wow. learned Wii. Should we stop doing Mario impressions and do the show? I'd prefer Let's that, yes. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, let's do this. Hello and welcome to episode 66 of That King Thing. Um, those three bad Mario impressions you heard previously were performed <laughs> by myself and oldest king brother Thomas King, middle brother Joshua King, hello, and littlest brother James King. Hello. <laughs> they were None some bad his, impressions. We all refused to try a Mario hello then, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> hello. Yeah, I don't even know how you do it. <laughs> Hi, it's a me, a Mario. <laughs> there you go. You just did it with seconds of saying you didn't know how to. How are you both? Pretty good. Oh, good. There good. Go. James is good too. Good. Are Up to anything interesting in gaming worlds? I've plugged in a Nintendo Wii and played a lot of old Nintendo Wii games. Nice. So Mario. Is there anything? Out. Is there anything that can play Nintendo Wii games? Modern. Can you play them on a Wii U? I'm pretty sure you can. Can you play them on... You won't be able to play them on a Switch, will you? Because it's not no. got discs anymore, it's cartridges again. No. But I then again, they've got that... Um, or they get in that backwards compatibility shop for the Wii... Uh, for the Switch, sorry, aren't they? I forgot what they call it now. I don't know, but I don't Does... know if it's going to work with a controller that used to need motion. I mean... Well, yeah, uh, some some games. Yeah, but the numcho- the things, the Joy Cons are motion sensitive. It's sensitive as the Wii remote. I've not got one, so I can't like, well, say that. I know. Yeah, because you use it same. You use it the same way to play Mario Kart as what you did when you play Mario Kart and the Wii. You put the Joy Con thing into a steering wheel, don't you? Exactly the same as you used to do with the Wii remote. Well, I didn't. I plugged a nunchuck in because I preferred to do that. <laughs> you what? I plug a nunchuck into my controller and steer with a stick like a human. So the only feature that the Wii's controllers were useful for when it came to Mario Kart, you didn't even use? No, because you use your right... <laughs> you lift your right controller up to do tricks when you're going up in air. But the right controller's... Oh, no, yeah, the right controller's the normal one. It you be used to steer you with that. You can steer with that. You don't have to steal with that. You could plug in a GameCube controller. So I, was like, no, I don't. Play with that. I don't see the point in playing driving games, even if it is Mario Kart on the Wii. <laughs> if you're not going to use the thing as a steering wheel, <laughs> I remember buying Formula One 2009 on the Wii just to play a driving game with that steering wheel and drive around as Jensen Button in the brawn. Because <laughs> <laughs> that car was incredible. But that's for a different podcast. It is. That is for a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Joshua's played a Wii. Uh, <clears throat> anything else? Uh, I've Wii had Fit. a Wii. Wii Fit was amazing. I went on the original Wii Fit and it told me I had a body of a 29 Hang on a minute. Old. Have you been to mum and dad's and stolen their only games console and accessories? No. 
what makes you, you think this? Is it because of my mother. random searchings through old games at mum and dad that I've brought home with me along with no, the it's No, be- it's because you started mentioning all these things that you're playing that are technically mum and dad's. <laughs> yeah. I didn't nick them while they were away on holiday. Oh, oh yeah, they're on holiday and you've gone and <laughs> stolen were, a Wii. They were visiting me and you broke into their house and stole their Nintendo Wii. You Officer! The, you look for the opportune moments in life and you seize them. Then Can you, you imagine if mum and dad get... Have, have, have you told them that you've for, taken... I'm waiting for a message from them. So you've not, you've not told them that you've taken oh, no. the Wii yet? No, I've never told them I've been right. to the house. This I'm is going to now be the ongoing seg- segment of that King thing. Every week we're going to check to see if mum and dad have noticed that the Wii and the Wii Fitboard have been stolen. She's rang me like four times since they've come back and every time Quality. I'm expecting, where's my Nintendo Wii? It would dusty <laughs> as hell, so right. there's no way she's going to notice. That That yes. is the new ongoing segment, <laughs> is where's my Wii? Yeah. No, I said oh, I was okay. good at my job like a ninja earlier. I'm good at stealing Nintendo Wii's like a ninja as well. That That is definitely the new segment. Uh, James, what have you been up to? Well, I've been distracting the family whilst Joshua did the like, robbery. <laughs> been turned into an accomplice. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm now a part of it. Turn me in. You technically are an accomplice. If CSI were investigating this, then they'd have you (laughs) as an accomplice. Is that all you've been doing? Um, Well, I've played played a little bit for Xbox, like, sort of in between, but I've been sort of busy with them being up, going out and doing stuff. So what you're saying is you've done nothing? Pretty much, yeah. Boring. Boring, Nothing of interest, anyway. Well, I've continued earning billions on Clicker Heroes. <laughs> I'm very rich on Clicker Heroes. Um, I've done a little bit of Grand Theft Auto. Just a little bit? Yeah, not a huge amount. I've carried on playing that a little bit. Um, I've definitely played some other stuff and I can't think what it is. Oh, my, my Race Kings that I said I deleted off my phone. I tried to reinstall it to see if my stuff came back and it came back. So I've started playing that again. Um, I've been tempted to play Magikarp Jump, but not yet. (laughs) Just because I want something mindless to do. This is basically inspired by. This is basically inspired by Clicker Heroes because that's quite a mindless. Just sit and press the button. It is. It's amazing. Go train some Magikarp now. I've definitely played something else. I just can't think off the top of my head what it is. No. If I remember later, I'll just randomly mention it during the show. Yeah, we always but seem it's, to. It's been mainly gun running that I've done when I've like played properly. Oh, DC Universe! Me and James oh, made yeah. characters on DC Universe. Yeah. I've been on it recently and made the unique character from Speedrunners. <laughs> and Courtney has made a speedrunner. So we are both... Are you are you good guys though? Then we are we are good guys and we are. Oh, you you have you have to take me and James on. Why have you made? Because me me and James are. I've made one called Dark Harlem or Harlem Dark (laughs) because obviously Harlem's my name for everything on everything. Yeah. Um, and mines. What did I pick, James? Can you remember? I think I've got dual wielded weapons. Oh, we just punch stuff. I've got gadgets. dual-wielded weapons and gadgets. That's what I've got. Yeah, we, we've do you got remember, gadgets do you remember? for the, the bombs and stuff like that you get from speedrunners. Do you remember when we um, first started playing um, it on PC and I made that guy that was kind of 
dark with a purple cross mask and the trench coat and everything. So, yeah. And he had gadgets, but he had double pistols and I fell out with the double pistols, so I never played him. Yeah. Well, I basically remade him on the Xbox now, and but he's black and yellow instead of black and purple. And um, he's got dual-wielded weapons instead of... Cool pistols and then james (laughs) james james made he was like we were making characters together and i we're obviously in party chat ask james one question yes is it saint shaniqua james did you know this james's story of making his character i think is pretty funny we were basically sat together in a party and i was making my character he was making his and it was like the first thing you pick is your body type. So it like says, do you want to be kind of the muscular, short, tall, or average a striker? I think that one is, isn't it? And then you've got the you've got the big one, like the big bulky Hulk kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the little sprite things, that are the weird little things with big big heads. And he's like going through them of the body types, and you just hear him like going, ooh. Oh, it's like that one. So he picks one, and he's like, pick this huge bulky thing that's not very tall, but it's like a big Hulk thing. And then he's like going through the skins and stuff, and he's like, skins. I don't want to be a leopard or anything. Don't want to be this. He's like, oh, I could be a zombie. So he made himself a zombie, and then he made himself look all fucked up, and then he just basically runs around in like pants, a bit like the Hulk does. But he's he's this big. It basically is he's an undead Hulk. Because that's what he looks like. He looks like the Hulk as a zombie. But it was like he couldn't think of a name for him, and because the name's got to be unique against all the other characters in the yeah. game that people have made. Uh, so we were coming trying to come up with names, and he was like, he kind of wanted a little bit of alliteration, I think, didn't you, James? I can't yeah. remember what you were trying. But I, I tried was like, Rick Grimes at first. And that oh yeah, he tried Rick Grimes for some reason. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't work. Then you tried Dead Dave or something like that, and I was like, no, put Not So Dead Dave. So now he's called Not So Dead Dave, <laughs> and, yeah, and we've both got the the movement type where the acrobatic one, where you can sort of climb up stuff quick and use the grappling hook. Yeah. So you just basically, whenever you're playing on, as um, villains, you see these two dudes running around, like one with a mask and a trench coat on, <laughs> and then this undead zombie Hulk man called Not So Dead Dave just sprinting around Gotham and like <laughs> flinging themselves up buildings and shooting people and stabbing them and stuff. It's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was. It was a good little, good little session. We got fairly long way as well, didn't we? In one sitting. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to get back on it. We need to get back on it and get leveling. We need to catch other people up as well that are supposed to be playing it with us. Yeah. So, but that's it. That's our weeks so of much. So, isn't it? That's yeah. his weeks pretty much rounded up. Yeah, it is indeed. So, should we do some real news then? No, I don't like it anymore. Yeah. Tough. <laughs> News. That you've just thought of that right now, haven't you? <laughs> I, I well, I'm distracted because my cat's like running around. No, no excuses, James. <laughs> you've had seven days since the last episode to think of something to say <laughs> in the news bit. That's like all you've had to do all week is think of how to say <laughs> news it, in an interesting way. All it takes me to do, not... James, is be stood next to a busy road, record a truck going past, play it, and then say news. It doesn't make much fucking difference. <laughs> What the but, fuck? Do, what the fuck that's does the that kind have the truck of, have to do with anything? It doesn't have anything to do with anything. That's why it might be funny. And <laughs> what? 
I've got an idea of things that I think you should do, but I'm not going to say them out loud on the podcast now so it doesn't ruin the suspense for viewers. Sex okay, novels. I'll take that. So I'm going to give you some ideas after the show. Uh, anyway, the news. <laughs> um, there's apparently a chance of a new Dragon Age. Uh, the Bioware team, who were behind Dragon Age Inquisition recently, which was a bit of a divisive game, people seem to either really like it or just fucking hate it. Um... They're currently hiring people in and have hinted that they're now working on a new project that's Dragon Age related. Um, so they've done been Mass working Effect. on stuff like Mass Effect Andromeda and um, they've obviously been working on Anthem and we'll probably can't carry on working on Anthem until that's you know fully out there. But um, they're sort of hinting that they're working on Dragon Age again. Uh, Mike Laidlaw, who's from the Bioware team, uh, said... He was quoted as saying, should I say, uh, something is happening with Dragon Age. As I've jokingly said, I am the creative director for Dragon Age and they haven't fired me yet. <laughs> so, so I think that's just his way of saying we are doing something. I'm not Dragon allowed to tell you that we're doing something, but why would I have a job if we weren't doing something? <laughs> well, as, as far as I know, it, it's a lot of the team obviously cross over into things yeah, like Mass yeah. Effect and uh, then as well Anthem. So... It's uh, it explains why Mass Effect had so many like bugs and flaws in it because they probably just went right okay let's get on with Anthem and just kind of <laughs> left Mass Effect where it was like fuck that game we're gonna go make this one now leave the Dragon Age guys up play, uh, doing Mass Effect you guys go make something totally <laughs> new and then when we get new new people in they can do new Dragon Age stuff. yeah but at least the eyeballs worked in Dragon Age <laughs> people's eyes yeah, worked in Dragon Age unlike Mass Effect. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, more Dragon Age could be coming soon, so we will keep you updated if we hear more. Um, still prefer the first one. What do you mean, the very, very, very first one? Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. But there's, I don't think that, just going back to it, I don't think that Inquisition was as bad as people made it out no, to be. The thing, the thing that upset me about it and let it down, I think was the multiplayer aspect because yeah. i enjoyed going through all the story and playing the story and experiencing it all and all that kind of stuff and and everything that came with it but the thing that annoyed me was the fact that the multiplayer was just those random dungeon things that were pretty much really just grind and repeat and you just leveled up a a, a non-important ca- preset character and what I really wanted was to either A, at least be able to use your guy that you made for the Dragon Age game and and level up that character at minimum, or better yet, be able to kind of co-op the, the campaign stuff and run around together. Yeah. That's, that's what both games like that and the likes of Skyrim and stuff miss. You know, like the single-player Elder Scrolls. They just need a two-player co-op or something. Even if it's a bit like what Fable did when they first brought the two-player co-op in. That were brilliant though. That it was. That was really it good really though. That's good. it. It was. It was simple as in you're there to help this person. You'll run around. Yeah, but and do you could. Whatever. The the thing that I liked about when they put it in Fable is <clears> the <throat> fact that you could actually affect the other person's world because you could go up and like kill a particular person and it would affect that person's yeah. world. So you could be a fucking asshole if you wanted to be, couldn't you? He's not heard any of that. I've just said because he's. Voight. And now he's muted himself. I'm back. There we go. Did you hear what I said when I said um, you could kill somebody and <coughs> fuck their world up if you wanted to? Yeah, I did. React to that then. 
There you go. <laughs> please keep that in. Please, please, please keep that. <laughs> that was a brilliant oh, reaction man. to anything. <laughs> right, you could have walked in my house with no clothes on, and I just got. <laughs> no, right. no. Right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That, that, oh, I'm just going to move on to the next piece of news. Yeah, do it. Um, uh, sort of staying with EA and the Bioware team, yeah. um, there was a funny video online the other day. Uh, it was from the PlayStation official channel, and it was an Anthem trailer, and it was basically the Xbox One X footage with some very badly photoshopped PlayStation buttons on top of it. Honestly, if you haven't seen it, just have a look for it it's, or we'll we'll maybe tweet something it's now been fixed it's since been fixed but the initial photoshop work on putting the l1 and r1 <laughs> buttons over the top of the lb and rb buttons for playstation was horrendous and i think it's been removed no no the video still exists but uh-huh. they've they've fixed the um, as far as i know the video still exists but they've fixed the photoshopping and re-uploaded the... Uh, well, it's not photoshopping, but it's like After Effects or something. But regardless, they've fixed it. Um, and the conversation about it's obviously gone one way or the other. There's a lot of people who aren't PlayStation fanboys who are having a good chuckle and just taking the mic. And then there's a lot of PlayStation fanboys saying oh, thank God we don't need an Xbox One to play it, and giving it a bit like that. And they're like, you do realise that's Xbox One footage. And like, yes, but the PlayStation Pro is far more superior to the Xbox One X. It's like, all right, mate, calm down, just calm down. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's really riled up the PlayStation side of fanboyism. Because everyone's been trying to get them to buy and been successful. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, James, then? I said, do you want to know what one of the top comments is on the video? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. We did this a long time ago, didn't we? With something else. It was like Call of it Duty. was it was a Call of Duty trailer when everyone was slagging yeah. it off when they were boycotting it. So yeah. one of I'll them is what. hashtag oh, for the players. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Is that the best? There's phony Sony. Um, do you know? Do you know what they have? They have deleted the original video and they've yeah, reuploaded yeah, it as a new one, haven't they? Yes, they have. Because of all the comments, that'll be why they've deleted it. There was some, there were some crackers on there. Unfortunately, I didn't take any down, but there were some great ones. And the arguments were just, you know, you know, when you you just classically sort of sit and read the comments and don't actually watch the video. Yeah, that's basically what happened when I went on that video. <laughs> so yeah, that was funny. Um, moving away from that and staying with PlayStation, um, the success of the Crash Bandicoot remasters from the, the end of last week has basically set off a whole new bunch of rumours and speculation that the original Spyro trilogy could be next to be remastered. Um, The old cheat code demo thing for Spyro that was in Crash Bandicoot kind of still does something in the game. So I don't know if you remember, but both Spyro and then Crash Bandicoot... You, ha- you typed in a particular code at the menu and you if you were on Crash Bandicoot, you could play the little demo of Spyro, which I think, if I remember right, was it one of the flying levels? 
where you had to fly through I the checkpoints and yeah, stuff. I can't remember. I so. And then when you were on Spyro, you did a code and you could play something from Crash, which I think was one of the jet ski things with Coco. It was. It, if you've got either you've I've got a good memory, haven't I? No, no, I've literally. I, I swear to you, I have just thought about that on the spot. Literally just now. Yeah, I think uh, it but anyway, be a jet ski one that's what you well. used to be able to that's do. There was a little code much. in the instruction manual, and you typed it on the main menu, and you got these demos of each respective game. Well, now the because of the remaster, they've tried to keep everything in a similar style. So if you buy the physical copy, you get like the old manuals and stuff like that. And the old oh, manual cool. is um, pretty much exactly as it was and it's still got the little cheat code on the bottom so if you type that in on the main menu if you've got crash bandicoot warped highlighted of the three games on the main menu the menu sort of freezes up and the the highlight on your on whatever option you're on disappears as though it's trying to load something but then it never does so a lot of people have sort of and it doesn't do that as well when you're on crash bandicoot one or um it's Cortex Strikes Back, isn't it, the second one? So if you're on those two parts of the menu, it doesn't do anything. But when you're on the warped part of the menu and you type it in, the menu kind of almost, like I said, freezes up as though it's it's gone to load something. So there's a lot of speculation that it could be a hint that maybe once the Spyro ones are nearer, ready for release, there'll be an update as part of a patch update to Crash Bandicoot. The demo might be added into the menu like that and stuff yeah. like that. So, a lot of speculation. It could mean absolutely nothing, but it, it could, could also mean not a lot of something. Yeah, but it, the thing is, the menus, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the, the three menus are all on one screen. So, you load the game up, there's one screen, and then you've got the three menus in front of you. So, you go left and right between the three to pick which game you want to play. So, they're all on one screen. So, it's not like it's, it's, not like it's just three individual remasters that you boot up separate it's all in one package and then you pick yeah. from the same menu I'm, i must say i am very tempted to get crash bandicoot you should I'm it's very good tempted it is very good it doesn't do look miss it. playing them games it's it's one of the reasons that you it's one of the many reasons at least that you should go get a ps4 because it's another one of those exclusives that sony will always have over microsoft yeah as much as much as Microsoft will be my primary thing, just from a social aspect, I'd never get rid of my PS4 just because of the awesome um, exclusives that you get on there and stuff like that. So there you go. Um, Assassin's Creed is getting an animated series on Netflix from the same producer of the new Castlevania series that debuts this Friday or last Friday if you're listening to us late or. <laughs> Sometime in the past, depending on when you're listening to us, <laughs> or it if was you're a Friday from the from the past. Further, sometime in the near future, it will be released. I have no idea what that meant. It's Time travel. Not making any sense. Uh, <laughs> no, he's he's not doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically, um, Adi Shankar, who's the guy behind the Castlevania series. Um, it, basically saying that he's been contacted by Ubisoft about doing a similar project and, and coming up with an original story to fit into the Assassin's Creed cool. um, setup. So whether it, it would maybe go more along the movie side of things, 
I'd hope it'd stay more the game side, even though the movie fits in okay with the games. There's definitely bits of the movie that I don't like that they change, things like the way they change the animus and yeah. stuff. So I'd hope it's more like the games than the movie, but we'll see. If it if it actually comes, you know, to fruition. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So that is one to look out for. And obviously, just a, a little reminder in amongst that is the fact that um, Castlevania series is debuting on Netflix. So get on that and give it a go. Yeah. Even if you don't like anime, like myself, generally speaking, it's worth a watch. So get on it. Um, and then the last little bit of news for this week is that there's a possible alien crash site mission in GTA Online. Um, basically, towards the end of last week, uh, some modding groups I was digging into the source code on the new gun running update, as they do, and found some bits and pieces hinting at um, this alien mission. Now, a, a modding group called Team Guru managed to unlock the mission and make it playable and it's on their youtube channel so there's a video of them actually doing it so you could take a look if you want to take a look but effectively it's a gun rushing mission gun running mission as part of the bunker updates and stuff like that so you do need to have a bunker to be able to play it uh, people were a bit dubious about it as to whether it was something that they'd added in and stuff but apparently it is pretty legit even though rockstar haven't kind of openly come out and confirmed anything but since posting the video, they've also been on Reddit uh, and they're just saying in a post on there that they found the legitimate, like, no modding, no cheating way of unlocking the mission, which is apparently, if you want to trigger the mission properly, you have to have completed 601 gun running sales um, <laughs> and then start a new supply run between 9pm and 11pm at night uh, on the in-game clock. And that's it. You will get that mission, apparently, if you've completed Fuck enough. That. But apparently it's only available once as well. Once you've done it, you've done it, and you can't do it again. Um, so they're saying, yes, it is really simple to actually trigger it, but the amount of time it would actually take to do 600 sales means it's not any kind of easy feat. Yeah, I've done so. two. <laughs> <laughs> 599 to go. Yeah! <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> to be fair, you'd be fucking rich after that. Does it say how much you've got to have sold? Is it going to be full? It just says 601 gun running sales. Oh, so I'm selling 50 grand a time. I'd, I'd, ima- I'd, I'd imagine that you don't have to be full because it's the same with all the others. You don't have to be full of stock to sell, do you? You can just go sell. Yeah. So and they all count as sales. It's just obviously you don't earn as much. So yeah, and that's that. Um, not any news that I've missed that you two have seen or anything, is there? Is no, there ever? No, but I always ask, just in hope. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day, one day it will be someone other than a guest that brings news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, then I would say. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> you stopped reacting to that, James. I was sorry. I genuinely had my mic muted. Then I'll get myself in the zone because I need to win. Right. Okay. 
You do. Because if you don't, guess who's in front of you? <sighs> yeah. So, to, to elaborate on this conversation and explain it for those that are not regular listeners or are maybe newer listeners, we play a game against each other each week. Uh, we take it in turns to host. So, this week it's my turn to host the game, which means Joshua and James will be going head to head. We then, every time somebody wins, they earn a point. And we decided at the start of the year that for this year's forfeit, it would be the last person to reach 10 wins overall. So last week, I managed to hit the magic number 10, and I am now safe from forfeit. Although it's pretty close between James and Joshua now. James is on five, and Joshua's on four and a half. Although one and a half points are pretty much gifted points. So in in honesty, Joshua's on three. Aren't you, Joshua? Don't go doing this to me now. No, I'm not going to take him away, <laughs> but in, in honesty, you're on three, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, I will admit that I got one and a half points. <laughs> but, you best admit it. <laughs> but when was the last yet time James actually won one? Um, I don't a long know. time ago. My memory's not that good. Your memory was good enough to know what demos were on Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Yeah, but I don't... (laughs) This is just like a flash-in-the-pan kind of thing. I remember it while we're doing it, and then that's it. It goes out onto the internet, and (laughs) it's gone. Go on, Um, then. Tell me how I'm going to be winning my point today. So, yeah, it's going to be these two versus each other. Um, James is on five, as I say. Josh is on four and a half, so it's pretty close between the two of them. Uh, This week, we're going to go to one of my old classics that we've played before, in Venn Diagrammer. Oh, oh, yes. Now, for those of you who don't know, oh, Venn Diagrammer, I forgot the real word for when you splice two words together in the middle. Um, but there's a real word for it, and it's escaping my head right now. I can't remember, but I know, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> but the reason I call it Venn Diagrammer is because you've got Venn Diagram and Grammar. And obviously, the the end of Venn Diagram is the same as the beginning of Venn Diagrammer. And it's a perfect way to describe this game because it's two words that come together and meet in the middle and they're the same in the middle, like a Venn Diagram. And it's about grammar because it's about words. <laughs> See, I'm clever. Uh, but yes, this is Venn Diagrammer. Uh, if you are British and have listened to Radio 1, you may have heard a similar game played on Radio 1 but it is not this game, and I have not stolen it from Radio 1. This is a That King Thing concept, honest. Or, you did steal it from Radio 1. Someone get in touch and tell them to listen. Or, they stole it from me. Yes. Let's start a war with Radio 1. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not start a war with Greg James on Radio 1. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm basically, I've am got a word that's gaming-related and a word that's not gaming-related, and they're in some way joined at the middle. And I will give a clue to each half of the word, and these two numpties have to call out what they think the word is. The, the combined word, obviously. So there's ten of these. Um, they're worth a point each if you get them right. You just have to call out your name when you think you know it and give me the answer. I do have a tiebreaker if we somehow get to 5-5. Five, five. So I, He's really I, good at this, and I'm just not. <laughs> I think last time you were okay, though. I, I, we've played it a couple of times before, and I'm sure you actually won one of them, Jane. I'm sure you you won one and Joshua won one. I'm sure that's where it stands. But we'll know. see. <laughs> we'll see how good you both are. So are you ready for the first 
question. Yes. yes. Okay, the first Venn diagrammer is a PlayStation racing game and a famous painting. Um. Um. Gran Turismo Nalisa. Oh. It is indeed Gran Turismo Nalisa. You should have said name. Oh, did I? You should have said your name. James, um, sorry. It's too late, James. You said it. <laughs> so that one goes to Joshua. <laughs> I will give Joshua that one. Um, yeah. The second one is the anger... Ri- oh, I nearly ruined that one. The anger fits of a geek and a classic <laughs> PC strategy game. Um... Um, oh, I'm so shit at these. Ugh. We'll work on one half of it. Get one half of it, and then then try and think about the other half, or get the two pieces separately and try and put them together. What was What's the second part? The second part is a classic PC real-time strategy game. Um, classic PC. I don't know RTS games. Um, James, you'll know this one. Everybody knows this one, even if you've never played an RTS. You know this game. Um, Think about the first part. The anger fit of a geek. I'm pretty sure I know that bit. What do you think that bit is? Or are you not willing to give it out in case I you don't give want to give it the out. rest of it? Oh, this is going to be the dullest episode <laughs> ever, then. Just give it out. All right, then. <laughs> rage quit. No, it's not rage no, quit. Right, that's fine. Then rage, rage is a correct part of it, but it's not rage quit. It's a... The... the the thing you need to think about is it's the anger fit of a geek. So play with the fact that I'm saying it's specifically a geek's anger. Um. Oh, God. A rage. Rage is not the first word in that bit. There's a word before oh. rage. I'm going to willingly pass on this one. God, it's easy. <laughs> it might be, but my brain. Let's not let's work like it out. Right let's now. work it out together. We've <laughs> established school. that rage. That we've established that rage is the anger part. Yes. If it's the anger fit of a geek, what yeah. what is the anger fit of a geek also called? To do with rage. Um. It tends to be associated with PC players throwing keyboards or mice or smashing them up. Keyboard rage? No. no. What's another word for a geek? Nerd. Nerd rage. Yes! Oh, Ner- now- Nerd. Well done. Nerd rage. Um, nerd Come on! Rage. One of the biggest PC strategy franchises ever! <laughs> this is really annoying. Oh I know my I god! Know it. <laughs> so many games. <laughs> oh, this is why. I quit. If it god, begins I in age, of... what could it be? James. Yes. Nerd rage. Josh, I know it. You've passed, Fudge bitch. Is... Go on, Joshua. Rage. Nerd rage of empires. Yes. <gasps> Thank God. <laughs> I passed though, so I don't want a point for that. You don't want a point for it. He passed, no, it's yeah. not fair. I, I, I said I willingly pass on this, but you were taking so Ugh. long. <laughs> so <laughs> fine, it can stay at one nil. It can stay at one nil. You were taking enough. so long that he's not allowed a point either. Okay, so it was no Rage of Empires, <laughs> but it will stay at one nil. We'll go. We'll move on. 
Um, this is a huge franchise from Rockstar, combined with the act of choking oneself for heightened sexual pleasure. Um. <laughs> oh, James! Yes? Red Dead Domination! No! <laughs> That's a different How the hell does that work? <laughs> Red know. Dead Domination! <laughs> Cowboys no, tying each other up and shagging up back her horse. <laughs> that, that honestly just sounds like a really weird expansion pack for Red Dead. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not Red Dead Red Dead Redemption 2 is not going to be called Red Dead Redemption 2, everybody. Uh, <laughs> Red, Dead uh, Red, Dead Rede- Red Dead Redemption 2, the S&M edition. <laughs> Read the clothes out again. It's a huge franchise from Rockstar and the act of choking oneself to heighten sexual pleasure. Um. <laughs> Work on the Joshua. game first and you should Joshua. get the rest. Go on, Joshua. Is it Grand Theft Asphyxiation? <laughs> oh, you're so close. Auto asphyxiation. It's something like that. I can't say the word you've, properly. You, you're ridiculously James. close. To... Go on, James. Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, sati- Grand Theft Auto no. Satisfaction. It's it's not this 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 one's a bit of a cheat because it's just the, it's just the word that's shared. It's not like melded properly like the, they usually are. So the word auto is the start Josh. word and the, the, the go on. Oh, Joshua was just first though, oh. on that. Go on, if he doesn't get Grand it right, Theft perfectly. That's no, it's not Grand Theft Asphyxiation. I can't even remember what that word James. means. James. I just think James. that's the right Grand word. Grand Theft Auto Erotic. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> erotic um, what? Asphyxiation. I can't say the word asphyxiation. Yeah, asphyxiation. I'm giving it yes. <laughs> just because you tried so hard. Oh. God. Oh, my heart is pounding. Oh. That, you, most people usually are when they're involved with auto erotic <laughs> asphyxiation. <laughs> that's the point. I am in the group. I am oh. a part of you. <laughs> right. God, we're not going to get through ten of these anytime soon, are we? <laughs> Question four. The game's developer behind Pro Evolution, Silent Hill and Frogger, and Dr. Evil's sidekick in Austin Powers. James. Yes? Konami... Just get it right! Konami J- Joshua! <laughs> Joshua, 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 Oh, this game fucks me up. This is, this is why I do love playing this game, because you two come up with some cracking stuff trying to work these out. Oh, dear me. <laughs> Question five. It's 2-1 to Joshua. A sneaky Tom Clancy game and something that can affect fat thighs. James. Yes. Splinter Cellulite. Yes, well it's indeed Because I have fat thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm a fan of Tom Clancy's sneaky games. <laughs> no, because I have fat thighs. <laughs> it's 2-2. Two, two. Uh, and this one's a Sony Greek mythology action slasher and an American film and entertainment studio. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck knows. <laughs> um, read the first bit again. 
a Sony-based Greek mythology action slasher. I know that bit. <laughs> uh, what is that bit? Help me. I'm not telling you. Please. It's two one in the only the only clue. It's two two. It's two two. Well then, I'm an, I'll give you I'll yet. I'll give you the clue of Kratos. As the lead character, so that's as much as I'm giving you, James. If you don't, if you don't get it from that, that you don't deserve it. <clears throat> no, oh, it's... no. <laughs> I can't think of the studio. Where's it based? What What was the other? It's, it's an American <gasps> film and entertainment oh. studio. James, uh, James. God of Warner Brothers. It is God of Warner that Brothers. Is, that's it, you <laughs> douche. 3-2 <laughs> to James. He is taking lead. I told you you weren't as bad at this as you thought you were, James. 3-2 <gasps> to on. James. It's 3-2 <laughs> to James. This, this next one is a recent PS4 smash hit and a classic zombie movie with a Naughty's remake. A recent PS4 smash hit, mm-hmm. and a, and then the second part is a classic zombie movie that also had a Naughty's remake. James? Yeah? Horizon Zero Dawn of the Dead? It is indeed yes! Horizon yes! Zero yes! Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> it's 4-2 to James with three questions remaining. Well if he gets James. one of these... Jesus. He is potentially. Well, I he should has have not won. given that point away. Holy yes. Christ! No. What did I do? No. <laughs> the next one is a geolocation phone game and a slang word for testicles. Highbrow show. Yes, James. Um, what was the second clue? While a slang word for testicles. Josh, I've got it. I've got a guess after him. James, if you can't guess right no, now, I'm going to give it to Joshua. Pass. Go on, Joshua. Pokemon Gonads. Yeah, it is Pokemon oh. Gonads. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it 4-3 and keeps Joshua in the game. Oh, I'm sweating. Oh, you need this one, though, Joshua. Um, this is a classic Nintendo franchise and a flaky scalp. James. James? I don't even know it. Why have I, why have I done that? <laughs> um. <laughs> Nintendandruff? No, not Nintendandruff. <laughs> that doesn't even work. What were the Nintendo clues A classic <laughs> Nintendo franchise and a flaky scalp. James wasn't that far off, but the <laughs> fact that I said classic Nintendo franchise means it's not going to be Nintendo. Go on, Joshua. Game Boy Zone. What? I don't what the know. Fuck? I'm just guessing what? random when, crap. So, so I told you James was remarkably close. I can't think and of you, anything. You removed dandruff to... and put boyzone in. Yeah. <laughs> dandruff was right for the flaky scalp bit. You just need a classic. <gasps> the Legend of Zelda dandruff. It is the Legend yes! of Zelda dandruff. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> That's 5-3 to James. Yes. What? Meaning, this is the one that I enjoyed writing the most for some reason, so I saved it till last after I'd, I wrote I wrote this one quite early on. Really liked it, so I saved it till the end for, for this. It's all for fun, because James has won. Yes. It's 5-3. But this well one... You alright? Uh, this one <laughs> is the lead character from Metal Gear Solid and Jamie Oliver's nickname. Solid Cake? No. <laughs> Solid <laughs> cake! <laughs> no, it's not solid cake. 
Snick. No, I can't say that word. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what Jamie Oliver's nickname is. At all. It's a very old nickname from when he first started out. From when he got rid of old chips from schools. No, no, older than that. <laughs> like when he very first started on TV and got big, it was what they used to call him. And as far as I know, he's still sort of known by it. I, I don't know it then. I cannot possibly. Well, know who's the ca- who's the lead character from <clears throat> Metal Gear Solid? Solid Snake. Solid Snake. Right. So, what's Jamie Oliver's nickname? Come on, you'll know it. You'll kick yourselves um, when you work it out. Oh, when it's something to do with cats. No! <laughs> something to do with cats! Oh, are you shitting me? <laughs> Come on, even the Americans are aware of this because I've heard him called this in South Park when they were doing that Cream Freeze episode. Cream, cream Freeze? The Creme Freeze episode where Randy becomes cream a chef. Oh, oh, they, call, they call Jamie Oliver this. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I don't know what his nickname is. I remember that episode. Fuck! Can I just tell you? Because this is the you one I was t- proud of and I'm annoyed that you've not got it. Solid Snaked... Solid Snaked Chef! Yes! yes! Solid yeah. Snaked Chef! Yes! Oh, I like so that's, my job. That is a big Wait, win for James. That's 6-3. Yes. <laughs> that is 6-3. Yes. Oh, wow. I, I'm, I, Because of a conversation we've had today, I'm going to give you the tiebreaker just to okay. see how you'd have got on with it. So if you had tied by the end of this at 5... Um, See, Joshua, don't feel too bad about giving the point away, because even if you're giving it away, you'd have still lost, evidently. Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm not bothered. <laughs> so, right. I, I have not kicked a puff-fuss since the end, because he won by more than one. I know. I'm <laughs> just saying. Yeah, I'm just, just saying I understand math. Okay. <laughs> Maths. <laughs> I did you that don't on English. So not you as well. <laughs> Shut up. This is as bad as him with his fucking... All over the spot. All over the spot. He's all over the shop. <laughs> or shot. <laughs> anyway, well, the tiebreaker, tie based on a, it, it, this is why the conversation that we had came up because I wrote this tiebreaker. But I was going to ask you, whoever was closest to, how many copies of our beloved niche game of Tomby slash Tomba, depending on where in the world you were, were sold globally? Um, and I was going to ask you both for a number and see who was closest. I'm um, going to say two thousand. Wow, you are yeah. really lowballing that. 2001. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer it's is like a million. The, it's no, low, no, it's, it's loads, not. Though. It's not. This For is a PlayStation this, no. One game. It's a lot. 260,000. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's all it was. It's why it took Mum years to find it for us. This is she, the thing. She eBayed and, the hell out of that game. And if you have a copy of the original Tombi boxed with. <clears throat> instructions it is now worth anything between 70 and 120 pounds because it's so now please. that rare because there were only 260,000 copies sold so please That's send insane. them to us so we can evaluate them <laughs> we will we check can test their authenticity it. honestly if anyone's got you. one and is willing to let me have it for less than the asking price but cash feel free i'll give someone like 50 quid for that. a copy of that I know you could get more if you sold it on eBay, but I'd happily give someone 50 quid for that. So if you have a copy of Tomby, I want Tomby though. I'm sorry people with American copies. I don't want Tomba. I know him as Tomby. <laughs> that was more that was more crock, wasn't it? Not Tomby. It was. Blah! Blah! <laughs> yeah. But yeah. 
That's the game. James, sorry, I'm, I've been really ignorant and not giving you yeah, your no, music. You, I've been waiting for that. Hey, um, what was that? It's been so long. Oh. It has probably been a while for you. So overall, that leaves the scores now. Uh, I'm on ten. James is now up to six. And Joshua stays on four and a half. Still pretty close between the two younger siblings for who's going to have to do the forfeit. I'm so glad I won that one. It's Joshua's game next week though, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, so, Pokemon-based game it is. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I was just going to say. <laughs> Enjoy your win now. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter if I win anymore, does it? All it does is stop you two getting away from each other. <laughs> I, I have got a really good concept for next time, though, but I'm saving it for next time. I was going to do it this week, I just didn't have the time, so I had to do some Venn diagrammers. Uh, so, yeah, what we'll do is we'll wrap up the show by going into community question. Now the letter is Q, and one word that begins with Q is question. Now here is a question, a question for you. The community. I'm still doing it. I'm still doing it every time. I don't know why, I just can't help myself. I always I think of quiche myself. when it says there's only one word that begins with Q. <laughs> Throwback! <laughs> Throwback to a very old episode where James ate a quiche. Live. Live on a podcast, yeah. Oh, dear me. And if you want help finding that episode, if you're interested, it's, it is helpfully called James Eats a Quiche Live. <laughs> so just scroll really back nice. through the back catalogue and look for the one called James Eats a Quiche Live. <laughs> um, yeah, this week's community question is actually a follow-on from last one of last week's incoming questions from Craig Mitchell. So last week he asked us, um, what is it about gaming that appeals to the three of us uh, is it like the social aspect, the competitive aspect, or, or something different? So we went through how we feel about gaming and why we love gaming and why we enjoy gaming. Uh, but we thought it'd make a good question to ask the listeners and hear from you and maybe debate what you want to send to us. So we asked the question and you have responded. Uh, so we'll go through some people's answers. Uh, Stephen Frodgson said... Um, it's mainly social and escapism, but also sometimes the emotion that can only be captured in the gaming medium. Um, for example, something like Unravel. Uh, and then gosh. he says, a question on the back of that would be, what games have pulled on your heartstrings enough to make you cry and why? Now, I can't think of a game that's literally brought me to tears, but the one that definitely came closest... And made me feel like I was gonna well up was Valiant Hearts. I think I've mentioned that before about how it's quite emotional, but yeah, Valiant Hearts just in general got me quite welled up and emotional. Um, you do make me cry a lot when you used to take games off me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that quite counts, James. No, I don't, because it's not the game making you cry. And it's, it's not pulled on your it. heartstrings. <clears throat> No, it just pulled on my arms and took control. I don't know. I've, I've, what what would you say is probably like the most sort of welled up or emotional from um, a game point of view? Not necessarily cry, but nothing's because I, like I say nothing's made me like literally cry. The end of but series. I, one I did shed a tear, dead. kind of. 
You want to say yeah, Joshua? Yeah, that's a good the one. The series one for Walking Dead is that is a good yeah. One, I don't want to ruin it because I know. No, that's why. I, that's why I've been it. very vague with what I've said about <laughs> Valiant Hearts. I've just said Valiant Hearts is one of them. That's all I'm saying about yeah. it because it's it's bad enough when with a game like Valiant Hearts you can kind of tell because of the nature of the game and what it is that there'll be some emotion in it. Um, yeah. But even if just saying, even this, if this the is the games. thing as well, even if people haven't played the games and you start saying, oh, it's really emotional, it, it, it gets you welled up, it kind of ruins that reaction for people yeah. because they know to yeah. expect it. So yeah. it's a tough question to answer without... So I'd rather just name a game and kind of just say, this is the one. Yeah. Because at least with games like Walking Dead and in, in, in a way Valiant Hearts, you sort of expect it. It's like The Last of Us, you expect to be emotionally drawn into The Last of Us. It's not It's not a shock when that grabs you and kicks you in the balls and makes you think, shit. Back in Tangled the day when... Tangled is um... one of them for me. Tangled's <clears throat> a bit emotional. Tangled? What, uh, unravel. Sorry, unravel. <laughs> Tangled's Tangled? a Disney Tangled. film. Tangled's oh, yeah, a PS4 ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's on PS4 as well, James. Oh, is it? It's an oh, EA game. Yeah, it's yeah. an EA game. Well, that joke failed, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> the only the only difference for us is that we got it for free on EA Access. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, that that's one that I had mentioned, but it beat me to it already. Told yeah. Steve. Any, anything for you, James, other than Walking Dead, um, or would you say that's it? Back in the day when you used to be hooked on Call of Duty stories, some some of bits and them could get. Yeah, you. some of the good stories are quite like. Oh, it's like it, it, I'd say it's more disappointment than like. No, it is now. Heartstrings. <laughs> yeah, the franchise is just a disappointment now. <laughs> I can agree with that completely. It pulls on your heartstrings to see it just sort of like being so fall shit. off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> let's not let's not go into Call of Duty Bash Fest. Um, let's move on to a different answer. I hope that that appeases your want and need for an answer to that question, Stephen. Um, NR Speaks says, uh, when I started online gaming, it was the social aspect that was appealing, meeting new people, hanging out with them virtually. Now it's just pure escapism. I just want to play my games in peace without dealing with all the toxicity that some communities have now come up with. And I think I agree with that. Like, when, when I started getting... Well, obviously, we've played games, you know, since we were kids before online was even a thing. But online gaming, <clears throat> the thing that heavily got me into online gaming was picking up stuff like America's Army, first-person shooter, and yeah. then getting into World of Warcraft in an RPG sense as well. And they were both two massive communities that we were involved in that that were very social and very involving and it was a really nice feeling to just be like some like-minded people that you can play a game with and that was like my first proper proper experience and yeah xbox live and stuff and and whatever and the playstation network and stuff were kind of starting up not long after that but it was mainly that that got me into it and like there is just a lot of toxicity i think as as he says, the sort of it's just like the Call of Duty thing and stuff, and like people just play to be assholes yeah. and troll people and stuff like that, and just I don't know. 
it's not as bad in PC gaming, I don't think. But there oh, are certain right. PC games where, or at least certain areas of PC games where there's definite sort of trolling. Like a PvP server on World of Warcraft, you will get people trolling by just sitting there and kind of graveyard camping and killing you over and over again. Yeah. Because that's what they want to do. <clears throat> but, yeah. I, I agree with, I agree and I'm pretty much on par with what Anar said there. Definitely. Um, Jade Michelle Smith says, I tend to love the enjoyment most of the time, in in brackets, uh, or relaxing side of it, uh, and fully immersive games. Uh, I don't play a game, then just put it down. I have to complete the whole storyline before I sort of move away from it for a little while. Absolutely love The Witcher 3 because of the immense storylines and quests. They're so unique, as well as the characters and settings. Uh, currently now playing Breath of the Wild and loving it. I really want to play that. What, Breath of the Wild? <laughs> yeah, I really do. Buy a Switch, then. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan Hart just simply said all three of what you mentioned, which was... Um, what was it? It was uh, social, competitive, or escapism. So, yeah, Dan Hart from Ready, Steady, Cut just said all three, I think. Nice and simple. Uh, Dave from Jack and the Geek Stalk said uh, definitely the escapism and some healthy competition not a huge social gamer I like to dive into a world and immerse myself in its lore and I'm fully down for that that's my immersive escapism yeah. thing that, that's when you want to just disappear into it for a few hours well and that's that's what about anything else that's what my Elder Scrolls and my World of Warcraft <clears throat> and that's what all yeah. my RPG games are for it's going in and being involved in a story of yeah. some description. It's, for me, it's better than watching TV <clears throat> when you do stuff will, like that. When I don't you, watch when a huge sit, amount of TV TV no, anymore. Neither do I, but when you sit there and you play and you play for the story or something, yeah. it is like better than well, watching TV. It's it is it's things like... Um, see, this is the thing that Naughty Dog, I think, are really good at these days is when you're playing games like um your last of us and your uncharted and stuff you are even though there are sort of puzzles and things in uncharted you you're involved in a big story and you you're enjoying watching it unfold and stuff like that and where it's going and i think naughty dog are a good example of really good storytellers with those games that they've been doing in recent years um and they sort of that that's why I couldn't put Uncharted 4 down when I played Uncharted 4. Not only because of my addiction to anything sort of pirate era, but also just the fact that it was it was a well told story that yeah. you could follow through and it got the nice flashbacks to, to bring Sam into it and sort of explain why Sam was there and it it played like you know, you, you could just take the gameplay elements out of that and it could quite easily be a movie. I think something yeah. like that, yeah. which is obviously why there's you know a lot of talk of an Uncharted <clears throat> movie. Um, but it's going to be the same with The Last of Us, and obviously going into The Last of Us Two, it's there's a there's a really good story, and th- the gameplay when you when you're going through it, it doesn't feel like you're playing a game as such. It feels like you're just acting out a, a transitional scene. So where a movie might just cut from A to B, and it's just a cut. And yeah. I don't know, in like a, an action movie, you'll see an action scene and then 
some like a good guy chases off a bad guy and then the next thing you see is like a car driving up to a new location where he's followed this bad guy to but in a game like uncharted last of us or whatever something that's good at that you kind of play that little transitional bit to get you from point a to point b that you wouldn't have in the movie which is why it's prolonged but that's the enjoyment of it is that like you kind of fill in them gaps that you get in movies and that's that's why i love stuff like that so there you go. That that sent me off on a tangent, big style. <laughs> um, Craig, Craig Mitchell said, answered his own question by saying, um, I was originally competitive to begin with, nothing better than sitting on the top of the leaderboard. Um, but as <laughs> you know time gone on, like, it's more of a social side. Um, we've all moved away. We've changed our commitments. So it's nice to have a catch up while blasting zombies. We know yeah. what Craig like. He always tried for top, but he never got there. I unfortunately dominated the top of the leaderboards in World at War. <laughs> I know, I just like reminding him. 65 10! He went number was... three, weren't he? I went number four. So he didn't yeah. technically beat me. Yeah. Uh, Paul Kelsall said. Um... Hi, Paul. I, I kind of pause just to let you do I know. that. I was like going to carry on without, without drawing attention to it, but it's too late now because I have. Um, a bit of all three as well similar to uh, Dan before. Um, and if I need to get away from it all um, and switch off from work or something, um, I can only really do that when I'm gaming. I, I, it's a social aspect to hang out and chat with you guys and a competitive side comes out when you want that achievement and the achievement whore in, in you comes out or he just wants to beat us at something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brett Allen from Don't Lose Your Headline said, Big ass 3D titties, dog. <laughs> so Brett likes big boobies in 3D format. No, big ass 3D titties. Big ass 3D titties. Maybe him and Jerry Narco need to form a band or something. A band? <laughs> Where have you got boats. a band from? I don't know, I don't but they could be Lon- just the, the, the bubble boats. <laughs> Hello, we're the bubble boats. Are you guys ready to rock? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like big butts and I cannot idea. lie. You can't in that. Glenn Green, Baby G, Green... Oh, messed it up. No. Glenn Green, Baby G, G Green 93 says, uh, it used to be competitive when I was smashing Modern Warfare 2 and I had no job, uh, along with FIFA, but now it's just for shits and gigs. So... It's fair oh, play. I, yeah. I can remember spending a lot of time smashing Modern Warfare 2 and being fairly competitive about it. Yeah, me too. It was not long after that where my love for COD started to die out. Yeah. That was the last one we were properly competitive on, wasn't it? And and really into. Since then, it's been... You you were pretty competitive Modern Warfare 3, though, Joshua, from memory, with your 2v2s. Two versus 2s. Hell but yeah. that, that's all. that's all you did. On it's, it, I know. Yeah, that, that is literally all I did on it. I did not yeah. like online on it at all. Other than I nearly bought, I nearly bought amazing. Modern Warfare Three just to do the story and then play two v twos. That's I all I was going to do with it. But I, I used to like did. one versus ones on Modern Warfare Two. Just the thing, cage fights. I used to do them all the time. People would leave all the time. You know, I'll suck. tell you what. You know the thing that has probably helped kill my interest in playing Call of Duty is the fact that when you've not got that close-knit group of people that would be on and play it without fail, 
you've not got that like full six man team for a, for a game and when you've got that full six man team for a game you basically just all team up you're all in a party and then you go boom and then it's all six of you you've got no random person to have to deal with it's six of you all working together you all know each other you've all got your own little thing that you like to do and everybody knows everybody else's thing so it's like even if you're not in party chat where you could talk to each other while you were dead and you because there was something that it used to force you into game chat when you went in hardcore or something didn't it yeah and it wouldn't let you party chat which i thought was a good thing but when we were a team of six and it forced us into game chat so we couldn't talk to each other when we were dead i would die but because we were we all so in tune with each other it's like oh shit tom's just died he'll have been over there i'm gonna go try and find yeah. whoever's just killed him <laughs> or it'd be like oh joshua's died he normally goes through such and such i'm gonna go flank round and see if I can get around the back of them. And you'd, you'd just know, and that's what I miss about COD. And all yeah. that's just dead now. It's just full of little dickheads. Yeah. No offence to anyone who plays COD, by the way. Please stay <laughs> listening. <laughs> You're all little dickheads, apart from the ones that listen to this show. <laughs> you redeem yourselves by listening to the show. Yeah, exactly. It makes up for being a Call of Duty, in, as in modern Call of Duty. Obviously, if you're still playing old school ones, that's cool. I'm happy with that. That's fine. Um, Michael Wright said, uh, lately I've been playing Friday the 13th. Simple, be clever and determined, or die horribly. Yeah. I, yeah, I like so, I like the input, but it doesn't answer the question. <laughs> well, it does, because it's sort of saying... Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's like, what he's saying is... Because the question is, like, what about gaming appeals to you? So what he's saying is, he's been playing Friday the 13th because... You have to be simple. clever and determined, yeah. or you'll die. So it's like it's like a logical thing, and you've yeah. got to persevere with it. So mm-hmm. it, it's the it's the testing you and the perseverance that I'm, that's how I'm reading it. Anyway, it could be just a blatant disregard for the question and just type in <laughs> what he wants. No, I, I but, think I think you're right with the fact that he likes to be challenged by it, like what people who play Dark Souls like to be challenged. And because I hope that Michael's like a long time, first time kind of guy, I want him to keep listening. So I'm going to praise his answer <laughs> and not slag it off, James. I didn't slag uh, it off. I said I liked the input. Shut up, Ginger <laughs> One. Uh, and HGO1403 to round us off says, uh, right now I'd say it's just social and escapism for when I'm tired from practice or training or just being busy. Um, I'd say a while back it was just pure addiction, though. Um, he plays Madden for 100% competitiveness, but he plays GTA just purely to piss people off when they're trying to complete missions. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite entertaining to do sometimes. I do a bit of everything. I do a bit of all sides on GTA, though. Sometimes yeah. I just, like, fist fight with my friends just for the laugh. Sometimes <laughs> you, like, just drive around aimlessly. Sometimes you go do that and you try and annoy people by stopping the missions. Sometimes you do your own missions, so... Sometimes you just blow Keith's car up just for fun. Kill Keith, Volume 7, coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, ra- ra- that wraps up all the answers, as I say. So that's uh, another good week of interaction with the listeners. Yeah. Um, if you do want to get involved, the places that you can do so are by following us on Twitter, that underscore king underscore thing, or you can go find us on Facebook by just searching for that king thing or going facebook.com slash that king thing. Um, we have Instagram and 
a website and stuff but those two places are the best places to find us yeah um you can send us things to answer and we will answer your questions or when we ask a community question you can obviously see that respond to it and send to the show be read out on the show that's how it works yeah. we'll always use every answer that we we spot so do not be shy do not be shy. Well, and there's, there's quite a, there's quite a few nice to see new names in amongst that list. There's some regulars, obviously, but there's some new names to see in there. So yeah, thank you for those who are new contributors, and hopefully we'll hear from more of you next time. Um, but that is it for this week and episode sixty six of that King thing. So we will round off just by saying goodbye, and we hope to see you next time for episode sixty seven in a week's time. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh yeah, I, f- I forgot to do it again. Our, our theme tune is been remixed by James Hargreaves, who's a lovely person, and made it sound cool for our outro. He put go. a cat in it, and Mario. He put, put the sound of my cat in it, but not my actual cat, just a cat. But it's to represent my cat, who's named after Ezio. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>